Marissa <laughs> once entered into a hot dog eating contest with my firm. 42 hot dogs in two minutes and 31 seconds. It is uh, still something that is talked about to this day. <laughs> this never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Step Into Clarity podcast. I'm your host, Marissa, founder of Quilling Co. and mentor of other designers just like you. Step into clarity with me as I have candid conversations about both the growth and the goof ups of navigating this wild ride of online business. Hello, friend, and welcome back to another episode of the Step Into Clarity podcast. Today is a super special one that I'm really excited about because I have my favorite person in the entire world here with me today. I have Danny here with me. He's my fiance, and he's such a trooper because I dragged him into this. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for being here. You want to introduce yourself? Tell everyone like what you do. So I work for a public accounting firm here in town. I do like auditing services for like state and local governments. We also own a mobile bar business together. Yeah. So we've had Tipsy Mule for around like five years, I want to say, like 2017 is when we kind of came up with the idea in the business and then 2018 is when we kind of materialized it but yeah it's been it's been a fun run together marissa's and i have been doing this for a while now okay so on instagram i shared a picture of the tipsy mule which for anyone listen that doesn't know it's a mobile bar it's a horse trailer that danny found in a field right Yep. Then we converted it to a mobile bar. And so I shared a picture of it on Instagram and everyone was super interested to know more about it. Marissa and I bought the trailer together. Well, we came up with the idea, I want to say in December, it was like 17, 2018. Maybe 2017, 2016. Yeah. So as I was graduating um, at the time, Marissa and I were working in restaurants and I had um, a lot of passion for restaurants and bars specifically. I was a bartender for around like or in the bar scene for like 10 years or so. I, I was graduating college with a degree in accounting and I don't know, I had this love and passion for bars. And Marissa and I kind of came together and were looking into different avenues and decided to convert this horse trailer uh, into a bar. And it was a fun experience. We did it over the course of four months where we were still working nine to five at that time and then get off from work and drive an hour and a half to a warehouse um, where the trailer was housed. It was at my, on the coast. (laughs) There's Um, no way we could just like have it next to us. (laughs) No, we had a, (laughs) I'm cheap. So (laughs) I, uh, I had a friend that was able to give us space in a warehouse, but it was an hour and a half away from where we lived. So we would drive there every day. And then on the weekends, we'd drive over on Friday and come back Sunday. But we did that just, that was our life for like four months. It was pretty grueling. Like wake up, go to work, get off work at five, drive an hour and a half, work for like three hours. Yeah. And then drive back. Or sometimes we stayed the night there and then would drive back in the morning and go to work. Uh huh. Yeah, it was pretty rough. But to be fair, 
on every trip down, Marissa would look out um, when we were passing the river. There's this one point where she'd always say, it's so pretty. So I, I mean, felt like is. the drive was worth <laughs> worth it. So uh, anyways, we've been, we've been doing the trailer and running this mobile bar for about, this is our fifth season. We've had a lot of fun with it. We've had a lot of success. We've traveled as far as Seattle which is about six and a half, seven hours from Eugene to work with like Thrillist and Jose Cuervo. And now we just kind of have like taken and just done like weddings. That's kind of what we focus on. We don't really do the public events anymore. And it's been a lot of fun, but it's kind of like knowing your limits, especially when you're juggling and balancing work life and personal life and full-time jobs. Um, having the side job is, it's always been kind of a passion for me rather than what I've like seen as kind of like, my day-to-day or like what my career is going to be it's always just been kind of like a passion project and the fact that we can make a little bit of money on it it's it's always fun yeah I feel like in the beginning we were hungry for anything that came along instead of like like now I don't like in online space you always hear people like niche down or don't take on any projects so I'm like that kind of relates to tipsy mule where Mm -hmm. in the beginning we took anything and everything and now we know what we like to do we know what makes sense for us. So it's just focusing mostly on weddings and private events, like small parties. And within like an hour away, we're not. Yeah, traveling. we don't travel that much anymore. <laughs> we, we don't. We would. We would stay overnight at places. Uh oh, uh, not anymore. Yeah, that, there's no. We don't got time for that. So um, as the business has evolved. You know, because we started the business in like 2018, and I think it was right before Marissa officially opened Quill & Co. At that time, she was working at a, at a design company. As she transitioned to starting Quill & Co., it was a lot harder for Marissa to be a part of Tipsy Mule. You know, she wasn't working 40-hour weeks anymore. She was putting in all sorts of time you know, and it was really hard for her to kind of adjust. Uh, she kind of took on her role of Quill & Co. Um, I've taken on Tipsy Mule kind of myself and I have other people that actually run the events and I work with them and kind of help them, you know, set up and all that stuff. But Marissa's really just got her hands full with everything that she's doing. Yeah, I think for me it was because before I, w- I did a lot of like the admin work of Tipsy mm-hmm. Mule, like the different workflows, answering emails, contracts, invoices and stuff. So in for me, it was like a lot to keep in my head, which was overwhelming. So it's like the headspace of it all. I had to get rid of that. Well, and yeah, I don't know. It's one thing to have you, you know, just work the nine to five, but you have so much more going on than just a nine to five. Yeah. Well, I think it's like when you own a business, it's also like the emotional labor or just like a much bigger responsibility. Mm -hmm. So I think taking on the responsibility of two businesses was a lot for me. I mean, like sharing that responsibility with you too, but, Uh but also I feel like Tipsy Mule has like a higher stress level because it's a one day where everything has to go really well in one day. Whereas for design, it's like there's multiple chances to make something better if something doesn't go right or like there's so many more touch points. So like just the 
the chaos of one day was a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, and it, it definitely gets stressful. Uh, we've definitely had some phone calls from Best Made and, and just some fun, interesting calls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, lessons on communication. <laughs> we, I guess for backstory, we didn't communicate clearly like the exact time that we would be there. We gave, oh, like a rough estimate, which was... We didn't realize that the wedding had started so late until like the day before and so we were under the impression the event was going to start earlier so we were going to show up earlier but then it got communicated that the event was going to start a few hours later so we pushed our time of what time we would be there a few hours past what our original like time frame that we said was and the you know everyone basically thought we were a no call no show while we were on the way driving there and it was out in the and country we service. so we didn't have service <laughs> and we get into service uh like you know 10 minutes from the event and we're still like three hours before the wedding is going to even start and we show you know and all the voicemails of people thinking that we weren't going to show up it was just a it was a fun endeavor <laughs> yeah well now we learned from it and uh -huh. now we know to communicate really clearly yeah we send out a whole page <laughs> because of this uh, a month in advance and clearly communicate expectations what time the wedding's going to start and what time we will be there and all those fun things so but it's been it's been a lot of fun we've really enjoyed it so what was it like to work with me well marissa and i started working together before we were that's right we were ever together <laughs> so i mean i've always had a relationship where we've worked together even like, yeah i guess we as backstory we were co-workers before mm -hmm. we well before we really even met because we worked at the same place but worked different hours yeah marissa worked mornings and i like bartended so i was there you know the Friday night, Saturday night, and uh, Sundays as well. And so we didn't, we never worked together for a few years and then we ran into each other. I uh, always say it was over a <laughs> blackened salmon salad. I saw Marissa and said, do you want some? And she said, no. Because it's like really weird to share a salad with a stranger, right? Like yeah, <laughs> that is not a sharing food. <laughs> it was love at first sight. I mean, we both love a blackened salmon salad. Yeah, and now and now she'll share with me. <laughs> so, what did you first think when I came to you and I was like, "Hey, I want to quit my job. I want to do design full time." You know, Marissa, she actually she'd been designing. Like, and basically having two jobs where she was kind of like doing designs for friends on top of like working her job. And so I was already like seeing the potential and how passionate she was about it. I don't know. It just, it seemed like it was the right decision, you know, and there's after being supported the way you were when like we did Tipsy Mule and open that, there's no way that I couldn't, you know, support that or like be against that. It was just like, had already seen the conviction and determination that you had going into it. My favorite story of you is when you you'd like saw a posting that was supposed to be taken down. It was like 30 days old and then like redesigned their website and sent it in as your job cover letter. <laughs> I just thought that was so like amazing, you know, like, I don't know. It's like such a bold move and, you know, they created that position for you, which I thought was awesome. But, you know, it's in a, anything you've ever put your mind to, you just like, you always do it, you know, and are so determined to do it and, and just kind of like are, are such a go-getter. Were you ever scared that like we wouldn't meet bills or like we'd be living on the street? No, I mean, I was cocky, you know, I guess we both worked in restaurants and 
I feel like even if we can go back to the restaurant that we were originally at, we can find work, you know, and we could we could make things happen. I feel like it was just one of those things you kind of have to make the jump and leave. Yeah, I think that's important. Like when anyone's trying to make a big change is thinking like the worst that could happen is that you just go back to where you were. And yeah. it's like, that was fine, right? Like you were surviving and it might not be ideal, but you know, like we think like, the worst ever is going to happen if this doesn't work out but yeah and and we were pretty good about it i mean at the same time like it, it seems like you know like my our passion project tipsy mule keeps us busy working keeps us busy like it seems like we all like house projects we always have stuff to keep us busy and i feel like just kind of our lifestyle doesn't we're not very like going out and being crazy and like yeah we're kind of homebodies yeah <laughs> <laughs> so like we we have very like our night out on the town is like dinner out <laughs> uh -huh. but be back for be back for that movie <laughs> And I, I think one thing that made that transition a little bit less scary for you and me, I mean, it's definitely like a terrifying thing to do, but having like a savings nest or like savings mm -hmm. plan kind of set in place so that if you don't get any clients for a little bit, like you, you have that backup. So it's not full freak out moment. When you left them and decided to open up Quill & Co. You, you went back to the restaurant part-time as like, if all else fails, you know? Yeah. And then you had a six-month goal, and I think, what was it, like two months or three months before you Something like, like that. just decided to go full, full board yeah. with the design? I remember because I was like working at the restaurant, and since I was part-time, they gave me like the worst shifts ever. <laughs> And, and just feeling like it was a waste of time and being like, I'm pretty sure that if I just trusted myself and did this full time, I would make a lot more money than mm -hmm. putting my attention somewhere else and doing these like kind of crappy shifts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like you mentioned, we kind of do a lot. Like we have Quill and Co and Tipsy Mule and your full-time job and house projects and stuff. What do you think is like the key to balancing all the things? I have you to help me keep me on a timeline. I feel like you're very good about like breaking things down into smaller steps and just saying, all right, this is what we can do next. This is what we'll do after that and kind of just stick to that plan. I think that's been probably the best way that I've seen us kind of materialize kind of bigger projects is just take them as they come, build the timeline of like what's due, what's the highest priority, and then just work in small steps, you know, and accept small victories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was going to add like tabling things when in least priority, like, well, does this really need to get done right now? Mm -hmm. Probably not. <laughs> Yeah. Embrace the victories, like embrace those smaller steps as like accomplishments and enjoy yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think like we don't do it all. Like we have, I mean, we don't right now, but like in the old house and we had like someone to come and help clean the house. So like outsourcing some things. And mm -hmm. I think it's acknowledging that you can see people that look like they're doing all the things and crushing it from the outside, but like really they have a support network behind them. Yeah, no, I think the support network, that's definitely, we have a really good base here, mm -hmm. friends and family that are always willing to step in and help and and not being like afraid to ask. I think it's always, you know, kind of weird asking for help and stuff, but that's what friends and family are there for. And 
we do the same thing for them as well. So on Instagram, people were really interested in like how we split um, our home responsibilities. I don't think we've ever talked about it too much. I think we just both. <laughs> We I was like, how do we? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's like unspoken things that mm -hmm. that we each just kind of do. Yeah. And then, you know. <laughs> I was going to say like, my responsibility is to make the bed, except yeah. you always do it. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it like twice. <laughs> no, I feel like the yard is kind of my responsibility. And then we both kind of take care of like, I feel like we both do laundry and stuff like that. I feel mm -hmm. like it's just like chipping in, you know, and especially like if Marissa's got a big day or something like that, like I try to put in more effort and try to like keep the house clean. If I know she's got a bunch of like time booked out and she's got a busy day, like I'm, I actually love cooking. I feel like I like cook all the time. Yeah. It's like you do most of the cooking. Uh-huh. It's just kind of communicating and kind of picking picking up slack for your teammate, you know, if they need it or, you know, vice versa, they need it or you need it, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'll try to communicate like if I have a like a like for VIP days and stuff where I'm like, will you make me lunch? <laughs> yeah. Well it, it it's like unspoken. If Marissa has a VIP day, like I usually just make her food because <laughs> she's like grinding hard. And never mm -hmm. feed myself if you weren't there. Yeah. So I travel a little bit for work pre pre COVID and all that. And there'd like be times where I talk to Marissa that night and be like, Oh, uh, how was your day? What'd you eat? And be like, Oh, you know that leftovers? I've been eating on it for like three days. <laughs> like <laughs> I just hate cooking. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially when no one's there to like eat it with me. Uh-huh. Marissa's a good cook though. She she's she's a really good cook. Okay, so when I was talking about you on Instagram. I got some commonly asked questions. Yep, talking about you on Instagram. Mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> okay, so here's some of the more commonly asked questions. So how do we set boundaries between like work and life balance? So I feel like you set really good boundaries to begin with. We both work from home. I feel like we both are able to kind of separate our work from our... Yeah, like we keep work at work and mm -hmm. try not to talk about it too much. Yeah, but I mean, we, we also break up the day a lot. Making, you know, meals with each other and stuff like that, it's, it's really nice to kind of like be able to enjoy moments and stuff like that with you. Yeah. So how do you think we keep our... People wanted to know how we keep our relationship healthy. I think we're just like very available for each other. You know, so when it comes to like what Marissa is prioritizing, um, I just try to be there for her and, and do all that. And then vice versa, like whenever I'm trying to do anything, she's she's always there to support me and I always feel like she has my back. So I think a lot of it just is um, just being there for your partner. You know, I think that that's like what I've noticed. It's, I'm really random. We're all coming bugger in the middle of the day and ask her to go on a walk <laughs> or go to the park. And I know. never know if a walk is like a walk walk or like a hike. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, or there's, I don't know, we just, I always have weird requests and Marissa's always there to ride with me and, and vice versa. Whenever she needs anything from me, I'm there for her too. You know, whether it's DIY furniture, Ikea hacks or... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I think that we try to make like intentional time with each other. I was thinking of when we did quote unquote bay days. 
Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so if we felt like one person needed more attention, that mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if that's the best way to say it. Like their day to decide what to do, yeah. like where to eat, and what to, you know, just enjoy it, you know. Yeah, like what would be your perfect day today? Mm-hmm. And then let's do that. And then we also like prioritize and just like make sure to like, if we have uh, like an event one weekend, that we make sure that the following weekend we, you know, Go out and make make sure we enjoy the moment and are special and, you know, celebrate those wins and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it's all, like, balance and making time for each other is great. But I also feel like we don't have it, like, 100% perfect all the time. Like, we definitely, I think, get points of burnout. Mm-hmm. Well, and I also know, like, you have your friends that you'll, like, go and hang out with and have, like, girls' days. And I have my a couple of guys that I'm kind of having, like, our own time as well as, like, together time and just kind of being available for each other. We just take one day at a time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think having, like, intentional time and then also, like, having doing your own things is good. <laughs> what are the best parts of having a business together i feel like we both bring different avenues i love because i'm not really like affiliated with quill and co or anything like that but i love just like when you're strategizing on names and stuff i like i like being punny and and, oh yeah danny's like the behind the scenes marketing guy (laughs) (laughs) i like coming up with fun stuff and yeah 90% of it does not hit the screen (laughs) or any anywhere any player close but I sure get a kick out of it, you know? Yeah. You always have really good, uh, funny, like, punchlines or slogans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should. I, my previous life, I might have been in advertising. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think for Tipsy Mule, um, we, like, also have our own strengths there, too. Mm-hmm. So with, like, Tipsy Mule, um, just to go back to that, it was, like, I was doing a lot of the bar stuff where Marissa, she created like the website for it, the branding and all that stuff. She's going to know the, whatever the statistics are, but it was like, we were able to get our website up to like one of the top mobile bars. When you search like mobile bar, Oregon, like we're like the third website down. So first website. Well, I don't, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. It's been a while since I looked. It's been a while since we looked, you know, we were like right up there on the first page for damn sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is a nice because like we're kind of lazy with the social media for it so i don't think we've posted in like over two years <laughs> no. on instagram yeah that's we we try to do around 15 events a year and we get like around 80 inquiries a season and so we have way more people asking us to do events for them than we have the like you know supply for like we just don't want to do that many it's been nice we've had a lot of fun with it yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they want to know the hardest parts of co-owning a business. The hardest parts. Um, dun, dun, dun. Well, I think probably the hardest part for the tipsy mule was Marissa having to put up with me. I definitely got very ambitious from the very beginning. And this was something Marissa was just so supportive of, but it was never her dream to have like a mobile bar and all that stuff. And I ended up buying two mobile bars and I'm wanting to do all these like events everywhere. I just, I, I don't know that that probably had to be pretty tough for the hardest parts. (laughs) (laughs) But I like um, doing events with you. I think um, hardest part for me is after the event and like all of the the chaos after when it all needs to be cleaned up and Mm -hmm. like 
just when it well, and, and probably, takes over the house. And maybe the other, yeah, I was going to say you just hit on it. I was like the, the part that's like in our, in our previous house, like we had dedicated shelves with just liquor everywhere. It just was like we had the, the bar was everywhere. It was like all of the inventory uh-huh. <laughs> was we, the garage. <laughs> and like, yeah, our garage was completely full. The trailer was out front like there for a period of time. So it just kind of like it really took over our home. When there isn't that separation of like, this is my, this is home and where I like relax and hang out. And then when that line gets blurred of like, this is home business. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think we're doing a lot better now where we have our kind of like upstairs is our like offices and then downstairs kind of is where our home life is and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, feels good to have things separate. And we have like the storage unit for Dipsy Mule, so it feels yeah. very separate now. Uh-huh, exactly. Another question that we got is, what are you most proud of about Marissa? Oh, man, that's tough. Well, I think what um, for me is just your ability to materialize you're, you know, what you're looking to do. I feel like it just, it always amazes me. And I'm so proud of like, when you build these timelines a year in advance, it seems like every milestone that you've put up, you just are so determined uh, to get it. And they're like really tough too. Um, You're just constantly re, you know, inventing how your process is and kind of always examining, always studying. You always cease to amaze me. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, Phil. Yeah. Okay, here's my favorite question. Okay. How lucky are you having Marissa on your side? Scale of one to ten. And obviously there's only one answer here. <laughs> 13.5. Okay, so I'm gonna do a little this or that, and I'm going to give you two options. And it's kind of like rapid fire. You get to pick obviously this or that (laughs) all right here we go (laughs) and you can either give an explanation or just like no explanation needed are you ready yep okay working hard or hardly working hardly working air guitar or air drums air guitar funny story or one-liner funny stories really i thought you were gonna go with one-liner well those one-liners have funny stories behind them oh okay (laughs) (laughs) Instagram famous or infomercial famous? Infomercial famous. (laughs) I'm not on the gram. (laughs) You said that with such like assurance. (laughs) I could totally see you as an infomercial guy too. No, in my late 60s, I strive to be Mr. Clean. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to go bald head? I have to play the part. White t-shirt? Yeah, (laughs) I already have one of those. (laughs) Be scared or be embarrassed? Embarrassed. Passwords or secret handshake? Secret handshake. Here's my final question for you. And I ask everyone on the podcast this question. And since you are technically a guest on the podcast, you get asked it too. So what are you currently trying to get clarity on? Hot dance, barbecue sauce. And what is hot dance? Uh, It's a barbecue sauce I made. For Super Bowl Sunday that I'm uh, wanting to really dial down the recipe. Just the recipe? Well, I mean, I could. Are you going to like try to monetize it? (laughs) That's the future, honey. The next adventure is Hot Dan's. Hot Dan's barbecue sauce. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Here we come, Hot Dan's.
Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode. I would be thrilled to know if any of this resonated with you. Send me a DM on Instagram at quillandco.design. I can't wait to continue this conversation. And of course, as always, I welcome your feedback on topics to cover going forward. So go ahead, send me a DM on Instagram. I cannot wait to say hi to you. This is 103.5, The Mix. <laughs> the Mix. <laughs> what does your radio station play? Cool jazz and recorders. Recorders. Yeah, it focuses <laughs> primarily in the top recorders. <laughs> All of the world-famous recorder world players. World-famous recorders. I can show you a little bit later in the, in the episode. I can't wait to listen.